Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey everybody, welcome. It's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel the Breeze Man. Joel Brzezinski, Mike the Cap Kapler is with me. It's Growing in Grace. You can find our podcast on various sources around the internet. But of course, uh, the main place we'll send you is growingingrace.org. Growingingrace.org, where we've got a, you know all of our past podcasts are there. Uh, we've done well over 300 of them, and uh, we're just keeping on going, kind of like the Energizer Bunny. Sometimes it's funny, Cap. I don't necessarily feel... Usually when we record, I've just gotten done with an eight-hour workday, driving all day long, and I don't necessarily have a whole lot of energy. But when we do this, it's just it's just fun to talk this stuff out. I really mean that from my heart. I'm not just saying that, you know, to try to make it seem like oh, I you know, I'm I'm, I'm just happy all the time. Nothing like that. But I just love talking about God's love and grace and how He has accepted us and taken us in to to be his own and i really do in my heart i get pumped up about this stuff well we're we're learning we're growing i feel the same way and and understand this uh, you who are listening we don't have all the answers and i hope we don't come across as somebody who does we're just uh trying to to gain some small semblance of truth i think and and make the most out of what we we can learn make the most out of what we can know about this uh, incredible gospel, this good news of, of Jesus Christ, God's Son, paying the, the ultimate price for you and me and, and bringing us into a place of, of liberty and freedom and, and joy. And uh, a lot of times I think those of us who grew up with some sort of religious background, Christianity, church, whatever, we didn't necessarily experience that. We may have experienced little fragments of truth here and there, and, uh, of course, God is so gracious that even in our ignorance, uh, and some of us have more than others, but through it all, God just, I think, looks down on us and smiles and, and, <laughs> and works, with, works with us where we are, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately, um, and it's, it's still being formed in me, but the whole idea that, I, you know, a lot of times we talk about what we believe, and we are excited about it and we want others to believe it too and we and in our zeal and and it, and it can be for really good things but in our zeal we kind of try to shove the stuff that we think down other people's throats and of course it doesn't work that way but sometimes i think that while it's our desire to get other people to believe what we believe it's not necessarily the same thing that the Holy Spirit is doing. <laughs> I mean, he might not have that in mind at all. We think we're in a conversation with somebody and we're trying to get our point across to them, and the Lord is doing something completely different. And may maybe he's using us to, you know, to help other people understand the things that he's helped us to understand, but maybe at the same time he just wants us to He's not necessarily going to sit there and snap his finger and just make everybody all line up in agreement with stuff, but instead, he just wants us to live in unity and, and peace with one another, whether we all agree on the same stuff or not. And I say this kind of, I've gotten a few emails from people lately who are a little bit mad that, that we that we don't talk about certain things or that we don't talk about a certain certain beliefs, and 
you know what? It's okay. You know, we can disagree on stuff as as the body of Christ. We don't all have to agree about the same stuff, and and yet we can still live at peace with one another. So anyway, we got kind of got off there. That has nothing to do with what we really want to talk about today. But sometimes we do that, and it, it ends up being something good. Yeah, but it's important though. I I, I know that uh, we're off on on the side of the road here for a minute, but you said a mouthful there, Joel, and which I'm used to, by the this, way. It's um, me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, look, there are a lot of things that, uh, how do I say this? There are a lot of things that even we hardcore grace people are not going to see eye to eye on regarding everything. Now, you and I try to, to stay on point regarding the things that we think can bring most people together and are perhaps in our minds, at least to a point, are some of the more important things that we can we can grow in regarding our identity in Christ. But look, whether you think this or I think that, whether we agree on that subject or the specifics of this one, whatever the case is, look, what we believe, our our opinions on certain things, isn't going to change truth, Mm -hmm. all right? So you can get mad at me or I can get frustrated with you because we don't think the same way on certain things or we don't talk about this or that. Whatever we believe, whatever we talk about, doesn't change truth. We're, we're just here to talk to try to help people grow in their hearts. Because I, I think sometimes, Joel, people start arguing with one another or, or get frustrated with each other, even though they're very, a very much uh, like-minded faith, uh, a very much like-minded uh, mindset. But they still get frustrated because they're not exactly on the same page. I just want to say that regardless of how we see things, there is truth, and and it may or may not be exactly like you and I think, and I don't think we should get frustrated with each other that way. I think you said it well, Joel. I, I think we're we're meant to uh, to to love on each other and and uh, and enjoy life, not not get frustrated with little man-made doctrines or man-made or not disagreements on scripture. It's just silly because what, again, what you and I think isn't going to change whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, I don't even say that it's wrong to to have discussions about these things. That's that can be really good, but it's it's when we get really you know so adamant about our position that we start causing division. Uh, that that's when things kind of go astray. I, I think there can be some really good com- through through conversations with people that I've disagreed with. I've learned a lot of good things. So I'm not against conversations and, and changing exchanging points of view, but. It's just, yeah, the whole thing of, of loving one another and being in unity, even if we don't agree on everything. Well, we've been talking about, you know, there's some wonderful things about our identity in Christ, about who God has made us to be. He has crowned us with glory and honor. He, uh, the way that he has made us is with, he, he crowned us with dignity and worth. That's not just... We're not just saying that to make people feel good, but that's what the Bible says. He has crowned us with glory and honor. The honor and the glory, the glory that God had, he gave to Jesus, and Jesus gave that glory to us. You can find that in John 17. As we uh, left off last week, we asked the question, so what is it that makes us worthy? Why is it that we're worthy? Obviously, if you've listened to this show uh, for any length of time, you know that, that we believe that, it, that what makes us worthy is not our actions. <laughs> it's not our good deeds and our 
evil deeds don't keep us from being worthy in God's eyes. It's all because of God's grace and of what, what he has done for us and because of the great love that he has for us. God himself, God himself has done this. He's the one that has made us worthy. He deemed us to be worthy. Again, not because of anything we've done, but because he did it. So we've got, a, at least in, in our time left here, uh, we've got some a few things to share about that today, Cap. Yeah, I'm not sure which uh, place we want to step into next here, Joel. But yeah, glory and honor. I mean, God paid the ultimate price, the maximum, the most that could be paid, even by God himself. Uh, that was placed on the life of, of you and me. And, and it wasn't just um, a loan. It wasn't a deposit. The, the whole thing was paid in full. And I think sometimes, Joel, we, we get in this position, we get in this mindset where we think that, uh, I mean, I, I know I did for years. I uh, wasn't necessarily living up to my expectations of how I should be living or what I thought, maybe what God thought I should be living up to. I, I couldn't do it. And so I was sort of feeling like I, it was almost like God loaned me the, the money or loaned me what was necessary for me to become a Christian and to walk in salvation. And then when I felt like I fell short, then I sort of felt like um, I needed to work to uh, make it right again, to, to, to get it so that um, even though I'd heard that the price had been paid, I sort of felt like uh, you know I was borrowing the money from God, and yet the, the price really has been paid. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's not like he, uh, he, it's not like, I think a lot of people, they won't necessarily say it in these words, you know, that uh, God has given us a loan. You know, some people might say it in those words, but even those who don't necessarily say it, they live as if God has loaned them, you know, that the price that God paid, that it was really a loan, and it's up to us throughout our lives to pay it back in the form of good deeds, in the form of good stewardship, in the form of all you know of various the ways that we live out our Christian life, a lot of people think that you know seem to think that it's in doing all these things that we're paying back God. He paid such a great price for us. Now we need to do what we can do to pay Him back for that. And that's so far from the truth. That's so far from why God paid the price, and is so far from the fact that He did. Like Cap was saying there. God paid the full price, the ultimate price, the, the highest price that could ever be paid. God paid that for us so that he could have us. I think we talked about how uh, God calls us the, the tre- you know, we are the treasure in the field. We are the pearl of great price that God himself paid the ultimate price to have. And he didn't do it so that we would spend the rest of our lives trying to pay him back. He did it because it's, it's like I gave, if, if I give somebody a gift— I give them that gift, not with the expectation that they are that they feel so unworthy. Of, I see, I feel so unworthy of this gift. How can I pay you back? No, I gave you that gift because I wanted you to have it, and that's how God feels with us. That's why God paid the ultimate price for us so that He could have us. He paid the full price, not expecting us to pay it back, but so that we could have the gift. Yeah, you've heard that phrase. Your money is no good here. <laughs> what does that usually mean when you hear that phrase? It means that somebody is paying for your stuff. Somebody has said whatever they want, they can have. Your money's no good here. Somebody else paid it. And that's what God did, except he did it with his blood. I mean, we talk about money here a little bit so that we can understand what we're trying to talk about. But, but it was with blood. It was, 
and, and this is an entirely different thing than money. It's just that you know we're we're trying again to to get this in a, in a in a place where we can get our arms around it, get our head around it, and so he he paid with his blood. You see, what you and I can't pay it back. That that's the whole point. So there's no sense in even trying. It's almost like when it comes to our position with God, God's going to look at you and me and say, uh, your works are no good here. That's not to say there isn't a place for good works, but it has absolutely nothing to do with our position and our relationship with God for the rest of eternity. Right, that's exactly right. We, you know, He has called us to, quote, sit at his table. He's called us to be a member of his household because that's what he wanted to do. Uh, and not expecting us to pay the price for the meal that he sets in front of us, not expecting us to pay the price, not expecting us to pay him back for what he's done for us, but he he uh, he has provided us with all of this stuff because he loves us. And uh, coming up next week, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this. I got a story I want to share uh, from the uh, a story about David, uh, King David, and uh, some kindness that he had showed to somebody that, to me, illustrates God's kindness to us. Somebody who was unworthy of what David uh, gave to him, and in fact uh, was a member of a household that was at war with David's household, and yet David did a kind gift. The, the person was Mephibosheth. We'll talk about that and uh, some other wonderful things about uh, how God has made us worthy because of his great love and not because we deserved it, so to speak. That's all coming up next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.